The following podcast is sponsored by Structure Tech. So if I was trapped in an elevator with a real estate agent or a homeowner and they're like, why should I get a home inspection? Why does that matter? What would I say? Well, in the words of Ruben, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is coming from the classes we teach to real estate agents for continuing education. You get a home inspection to learn about what you're buying, to learn about your potential investment and to make an educated decision, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. You don't get a home inspection because you want to negotiate with the seller. You want to get a better deal on the house. You get a home inspection to know what you're buying. There are those rare cases where people decide I'm not buying this house because of the inspection, but in most cases, you're just doing it because you want to be educated. And if there is any big stuff, you want to know about it ahead of time. This is Structure Talk, a podcast from Minnesota's most highly rated home inspection company, Structure Tech. We're the people who do home forensics and deliver the unbiased truth about your property. Structure Talk is hosted by our home inspection specialists, Ruben Saltzman, Tessa Murray, and Bill Ulrich. So Tessa, tell me, you find any good Easter eggs lately? You know what, Ruben? As a matter of fact, just today, I inspected a house and I found a great Easter egg. So this was a 1925 built house in Minneapolis. Okay. And I'm checking the water flow at oh, the bathroom. I, I know where you're going. Okay, okay go so on. I turn on the shower, full blast. Okay. I go down to the basement, yep. turn on the laundry sink, right? Get the water going. Mm-hmm. Go back upstairs, check the shower, and there's barely any water coming out of the shower head. Yes. So my first thought, let's check the water pipes in the house. Let's see mm-hmm. if we've got some old galvanized steel water pipe somewhere that could be restricting the water flow, right? All of the pipes have been replaced. They're all copper in okay. this house. Okay, you could, you could see it. It was like I, an unfinished I could, basement. Yes, You've it was got an access. old unfinished basement. Checked all of the water pipes. Everything had been replaced. They still had some of the old galvanized steel pipes in place, but all the copper lines were there. I could see them. Okay. So my next thought was, well, let's look at the water main coming into the house, yeah. right? Well, there was a pit at the front of the house, a dirt pit. So I had oh, to yes. kind of dig out some of that dirt to get to the main pipe. It was kind of hard to tell, but I, I scratched some of the dirt off to just to look at the, you know, the pipe. Yeah. And it looked like it was copper, which is kind of confusing because if it's copper, well, yeah, you're, why? You're expecting lead or galvanized exactly. steel to explain the bad water flow. Yes. Okay, sure. Yes. So I ended up calling Minneapolis City Water Works Department. Yes. Yes. Did you uh, call 311 or did you call uh, him directly? It was a 612 number. Okay. But uh, I got this guy who answered the phone and I explained I, I needed some records on the house to see if they'd, you know, replaced any of the main water supply yeah. at any point. And he directs me to another number. I get in contact with this guy in Minneapolis, explain the situation. He says, yeah, it looks like in 1936, they replaced the water supply line from the curb stop into the house with three-quarter inch copper pipe. (laughs) And I happened to look at the street in front of this house, and the fire hydrants were on the other side of the street, which tells me the water main goes underneath the street, right, to connect to the city water supply. Yeah, because you only have one main. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So what about the pipe from the curb stop out to the city water main? Yeah. It goes underneath the street. Yeah. And there's no record of that being replaced. So, so, 1925 built house, it's got to be lead or galvanized. And the person working at Minneapolis City Waterworks said they use lead in that area. Oh so, my gosh. That's got to be it. 
So that's it. I mean, you, you got to wrap it up with a nice little bow, and it's mm-hmm. all about just making this phone call and knowing yeah. the background. R- remind me, what's the age? It's like 19, up until 1928. Yes. Minneapolis could... was using galvanized steel and lead, lead exclusively. Yes. And then, well, it was a transition period up until like 1932. 32. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after yeah. everything after 1932, it's going to be copper. We know that. Yep. For St. Paul, it's 19... similar, right? I think it's 1926 they were using lead or galvanized up until yep. that point and then they switched over to copper okay so i mean basically if somebody's buying a house and it was built before this time look into your water pipes yes i mean this is a big deal yes especially if you got poor water flow you probably have an issue with your water main coming in doesn't matter if you see copper coming up yep. you don't know what's underneath there exactly okay yeah oh man that was a good win that that's an easter egg that is a fantastic one I love it. Not the best news for the young buyer, though. No, but I mean, gosh, once they know this, I mean, once you have that information, it's like you have a lot of power. Now you know why there is no water Mm -hmm. flow at that upper level shower. Mm -hmm. And you can go back to the seller and say, hey, look, I can't take a shower if I'm doing laundry. And I know you're cool with it, but... I'm not right. cool with it, and I know why. My inspector got on the phone with the city waterworks department. Mm-hmm. We figured it out, and here's the resolution. It's going to be a yard dig. we got to replace the water line. And a street dig. It's uh, and a, a, it's street a street dig. dig. Oh, my gosh, yep. yes. So how much does that cost? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's Thousands it's, of dollars. It's, this it's is... probably going to be a five-figure project, yes, I would imagine. definitely. For the street dig. Mm-hmm. If it's just a yard, you know, it'll be a four-figure project. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good find. All right. That's an awesome Easter egg. I love it. Thanks, Tessa. That's awesome. That's House Forensics 101. I mean, those people got their money's worth and then some. You stepped in, you played the role of guide very well, and now they're home buyer heroes. They got this all figured out. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, this is the stuff where having a good background knowledge on how these houses are put together, what the city does, all of this, that's what makes a difference. Because if you're just looking for low water flow and you don't know what's causing it, you're just going to go, yeah, it's a problem. I don't know. Have it checked by somebody else. And the next person's not going to know. But you knew enough to make those calls. That's what makes a difference when someone's hiring a home inspector. That's why it's so important to hire a good home inspector. I mean, we used to have this as a tagline on our website. Not all home inspectors are created equal. There's a huge difference in the quality of inspectors from company to company. And that's what people pay for. Well, I'm sure you turn that that buyer just completely upside down there like, wow. I think our industry is looked at like a, a bunch of People who have a tremendous amount of experience. And if anybody saw you, Tessa, you were like the smartest person in the house. And they wouldn't know that you've got those volumes and volumes and volumes of knowledge all stored up. It's amazing. Great job. Great find. You're listening to Structure Talk, brought to you by Structure Tech, the most highly rated home inspection company in the Midwest. Delivering to you the unbiased truth about your home. So one challenge of being a young woman home inspector, you show up to the home inspection, right? And the buyers are there. Usually sometimes the parents of the buyers are there. That's what happened today. And the dad happens to own a large basement finishing company that he sold. And he's there analyzing the house, right? He's playing inspector. He's going through and his daughter is hanging on every word. And for the first hour 
I didn't see them because she was following her dad who was inspecting the house. And he's doing his thing. He's talking about, you know, issues with support beams in the basement and all these things. And I just let him do his thing. And I'm inspecting the house. And and that's that's one challenge is you show up and no one thinks that you know what you're talking about. You're too young. You're a woman. Oh. What do you know? So I actually didn't have this conversation about the water main supply with him. He did his evaluation. The house looked good. And then he left. Right. <laughs> so I'm there alone with his young daughter. That's when you could finally get her attention. That's when I can get. That's off. when I can get her attention. Yeah. Yep. And explain some of the issues with these older houses and how to fix them. You know, it's just a battle sometimes. Oh, Tess, I totally get it. I mean, not as bad as you have it, but when I first started doing home inspections, I mean, I'm a second generation home inspector. My dad's been doing this forever. And when I started doing it, I was young. I mean, a lot younger than you are now. And just the age thing was a big deal. People would show up and be like, oh, yeah, so uh, when's your daddy going to show up to do the home (laughs) inspection? I'd be like, "Uh, I'm doing the whole, I am the home inspector. And they kind of look at me like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, a little pat on the head. All right, well, what are you going to tell me about the house? And it's like I'd have to work so much harder to Mm -hmm. overcome that. I don't get that anymore, but... I can only imagine it's got to be twice as bad being about that age and being female. It's like, you got it twice as bad as I ever had it. I feel you, Tess. You know, I'll I'll put on my tool belt, you know, the both double saddle and the thing in the back, which makes me about 50 pounds heavier. And then (laughs) people start to take me seriously. But initially, you know, they're like, who are you and what are you doing here? Where is the inspector? And my guess that support beam that was discussed early in the inspection with dad and daughter is way down on the bottom of the list right now. It's just going to be a comment in the report, not even a, not a significant issue at all. You know, what's funny is actually everybody on the team knows this when they first First started out and they showed up to do the inspection the first time by themselves and the real estate agent looks at you and they're like you're not Reuben and you're like yes we're not Reuben but we're trained by Reuben so we have a lot of knowledge and it's all going to be okay just trust me you're listening to structure talk brought to you by structure tech the most highly rated home inspection company in the midwest delivering to you the unbiased truth about your home. So Ruben, tell me, what is the funnest things you've found? Boy, maybe it was the trailer that was in a basement that they had put their addition on top of. It was like the trailer supported this addition. I'm looking in this crawl space and I'm seeing this wheel. I'm just staring at it. I'm trying to figure out why there's a wheel that seems to be embedded in concrete. I mean, it's a tire and a wheel. It's its whole thing. And I just had to stare at it for a long time before I realized that they had this whole addition built on top of this a trailer. Oh, this is for real. This is, in this, is in, this is in Hopkins. This is Hopkins. I kid you. Right off 11th Street. Oh my um, gosh. Single family home. And that's what was in the crawl space. I just had to stare for a, a long time. A removable edition. A portable edition. It was buried in concrete. <laughs> it was made permanent. Wow. But yeah, that was wild. That was one of the funnest things I've ever seen. Once I dawned on me what I was looking at. Did you have to crawl way back in to find that? No, or you was could it see just... it right from the opening. Okay. And I'll tell you what, we've got a picture of it on our website. I mean, if you go to our website mm-hmm. and you, you go to the photos section, you know, it's like the, our funnest finds 
or whatever. It's one of the oldest photos that we have on there. You can see the wheel in that crawl space. Yeah, that was a fun find. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised it's not like a badge of honor for this particular house. Like each inspector has got to find the wheel. Otherwise you failed the test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that section of the house is still standing with you know, it being on a trailer. Well, And I'll tell you what, I didn't even make a big deal about it. I stood there and stared at it for a long time and I finally went, this ain't going anywhere. I really don't have anything to say. I mean, I've blogged about this, talking about calling out foundation problems. And it's so easy for an inexperienced home inspector to just look at something that's not normal and say, this needs further inspection. Recommend further evaluation by a qualified blah, 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 fill in the blank. And home structural inspectors- Structural engineer. Structural engineer, yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, people are so quick to just punt and not take on the liability of any of this stuff. But that's what's important about hiring someone who knows what they're doing. I'm sorry, I'm saying the same thing again, but that's why it's important to hire somebody who knows what they're doing because they're going to know the difference between this needs an engineer or yeah, this is totally crazy. They built an addition on a trailer, but it ain't going anywhere. (laughs) Nobody needs to do anything about it. It's okay. Yeah, the aluminum support beams on that trailer are probably going to carry the load just as well as any wood post, whatever. Oh, they surely will. Yeah, it ain't going anywhere. I'm fine with it. You talk about fun stuff in Easter eggs. There's another one. Now, this maybe isn't quite as fun, but this was one of those, like, drop the mic moments where I'm done (laughs) with the inspection. Let's go home. Like, this is, (laughs) we've found as much as we could possibly find today. I was doing a new construction home. It was a a one-year warranty inspection, Mm -hmm. and I've done a ton in this same neighborhood. It's like on on those deals, you do one home and then all the neighbors say, what happened? Why is the builder coming out here five more times once we're a year into Mm -hmm. homeownership? Well, we had Structure Tech do an inspection and they found a lot of stuff that was wrong and the builder's got to fix it all. So I'm doing the the 11-month warranty inspection. That's what we call these. And we started out the way we always do. I talk to the homeowner, say, hey, what's going on? What kind of pains you having? What do you want to get out of this? And she says, well, I got two main issues. One of them is that I get all this frost buildup on the hinges for all my outside doors during the winter. And and on the the sliding glass door, I get all this frost that builds up on the track and I can't even open and close the door. It's just ice shut. And I get all this frost that builds up on the the hardware, the the latch coming into all my doors. And it's just, it's way more frost than I think. It's a right away, you know, Tess, I know what you're Mm -hmm. thinking. What, What are you thinking? Well, a few things. What does she keep the humidity at in her house? Exactly. That's exactly what I asked Mm -hmm. her. First question. Does she have an April air? She does, but she keeps it at 30%. So that wasn't the issue. Okay. The other thing I'm thinking of was this. These are doors on the first floor of the house. It's a slab on grade. Okay. No basement. Okay. Yep. Oh, slab on grade. Yep. And the frost is on the inside? Inside. Okay. So we've got air leakage happening around these doors. That's what I was thinking. And she said, yeah. that's what she said. Yeah. And she, and she said, so the builder agreed to replace the weather stripping. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get let you get too far mm-hmm. ahead because mm-hmm. I knew you'd have the exact mm-hmm. same thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I check out the weather stripping. It's fine. I mean, it, it was a cool day. It was like 40 degrees. I take mm-hmm. my IR mm-hmm. camera, shoot around it. There's nothing. It's a normal door. You, mm-hmm. you don't have weather stripping issues. And I told mm-hmm. her as much. I'm like, you can mm-hmm. have the bill to replace the weather stripping. That ain't your issue. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm going to get to the bottom of it, but it's not that. So maybe I'll figure this out before we're done today. What else is going on? And she says, well, I'm concerned that my ERV isn't working right. And she knew ERV. Mm-hmm. And she That's knew the amazing. term. So ERV she, equals energy recovery vent. Energy recovery ventilator, also known as air exchanger, 
or if you're really old school, you might call it a Vanny system. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't know any of that, it's that big box in your furnace room that hangs from the ceiling and you don't know what it does. Or it could be, some people say HRV for heat recovery ventilator. HRV. I say HRV a lot more. Yes. Because there are more HRVs in our area than ERVs. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But this this woman knew the difference. Let, let me set the background. I think she's retired and she's single, living there by herself. So the builder probably just assumes this person doesn't know what she's talking about. Crazy old lady. You know, that, that was surely the builder's picture of her. But she had brought this up to the builder. She's saying, my house is stuffy all the time. It feels stuffy in the winter. And I think my ERV isn't working right because I go to change my filters and I've owned these before and the filters always get dirty and these filters are always clean. And the builder was just like, you know, we maintain a clean job site. It's a clean house and all this and that. And it's all installed properly. There's no problem with any of this. And she's like, well, I don't think it's right. They assured her it's right. They even mm-hmm. took her outside and they showed her the intake and the exhaust terminals. And like, yeah, there's, there's air coming in and coming out of these. We're all good. No problems. Sounds good. Well, I'll check. I'll make sure that's working too. So I start the inspection the same way that we start every inspection. We turn everything on, Mm -hmm. turn on the ERV, turn on the bath fans, turn on the kitchen fan, clothes dryer, go and verify airflow at everything. And just take a quick little lap around the house and take a mental inventory of all this stuff. I didn't find the ERV intake nor the ERV exhaust. And what else do you always have near those two things? Combustion air. The combustion air intake. Yes. In this case, it was all sealed appliances, so it was called a makeup air intake. It's just just that duct that drops down into the furnace room that replaces all the air that leaves when you're doing things like running your bath fans, your kitchen fan, your clothes dryer. So I couldn't find terminals for any of those things. Now, I've been to a lot of these units, and I know where the terminals are supposed to be. They're supposed to be at the soffit right by the back patio door, real close to there. So I get up on my ladder, and I put my ear up to the soffit. I'm listening, <laughs> and, you know, if, if anybody else had been looking at this from a distance, they go, this guy's crazy. What is he doing? <laughs> but I knew what I was listening for. I couldn't hear anything. Hmm. I'm like, this ain't working right. So we go inside and the ERV is running. There's ducks. The ducks disappear into the attic. Who knows where they go from there? Hmm. I mean, you go, you look inside the attic space and all the heat runs are going through the attic. It's, it's what we call a big old ductopus where you just got, <laughs> you got ducks running every which direction. I can't trace anything down. So I don't know where they're going, but for sure they're not going to the outside. And even with all those fans running on a 40 degree day, you know, we normally turn all that stuff on. We'll take the IR camera, you shoot the combustion air or the makeup air intake duct, and it's going to be about the same temperature as the outdoors. It'll be 40 degrees. It was 70 degrees. There's no air coming through there. So what it all comes down to is I was able to wrap up this entire problem with a neat little bow and just say, there it is. Here's your problem. The builder did not bring the ducts for the ERV to the outside and they didn't bring the combustion air duct to the outside. I don't know where they're going, but they ain't going to the outdoors. And so now in the dead of winter, when you're running all your exhaust appliances, that's removing air from the home. How does the air get replaced? It leaks in around your hinges. It leaks in around your hardware. It leaks in around your sliding glass door. And then you get frost accumulating there. This is why you have all the frost, all the moisture accumulating. And this is why your house feels stuffy. This is why your filters are clean all the time. And oh, let's come back. What did the builder show you was was the the intake and exhaust? Yeah, what were they pointing at? 
Oh, she shows me. We go outside and she points at him. The builder is showing her the clothes dryer exhaust on the roof <laughs> and the bath van exhaust on the roof. Oh. So he's just lying to her. Either, I don't well, know if he's lying. He Either didn't know. Yeah, I maybe. won't say he's lying. Maybe he Your was ignorance. just... Oh, yeah, I won't say what he was, but he was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That much was for sure. And so, I mean, this right there, my goodness, there's value in having every house inspected, whether it is brand new or not. And people will say, well, even if the builder does screw stuff up, even if they make mistakes, they've got a one-year warranty. So even if there is stuff that's done wrong, they'll fix it within the first year. We'll find out about it. I'm sorry, but no, you won't. The builder will lie to you. And this isn't in every case, but builders, I've been personally involved where the builder lies to people and the people they send out just simply don't know any better. The whole point here is there's a lot of value in having a home inspected, whether it's brand new or not. So now we're back to building forensics. That's it. That was building forensics. Yes. Yeah. That's an amazing story. Did you get a hug? I never got a hug. I wasn't gunning for that. <laughs> but I'll tell you, another just small world thing. I end up talking with this woman and I, I see a little sticker on her car that says Asheville. I'm like, oh, Asheville. What's, what's that all about? She's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up going back there. I'm not, this isn't my home forever. I'll probably be moving back there another five years or something like that. I said, well, whenever you do, I know a great home inspector out in Asheville. His name's Greg, Greg Schmidt. Were you guys around? when Greg was part of our team? No. no. You guys weren't. All right. Well, Greg's an awesome guy. He's mm -hmm. the only home inspector who has ever gone through training at our team and is no longer a part of Structure Tech. And it's because they moved. I mean, they moved across the country and he wanted to stay on board with Structure Tech, but I just kind of said, it's it's not going to work. I, I can't franchise in Asheville. So I said, I, I know a great home inspector. And she said, oh, no, that's okay. I already have a great home inspector. I had bought a house in Asheville probably about four or five years ago, and I found an awesome guy. And actually, he had just moved here from Minnesota. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, how long ago? And he just moved from Minnesota? I'm like, his name was Greg Schmidt, wasn't it? And she's like, it might have been. And she had to pull up his report, and sure enough, it's him. Wow. I'm like, wow, that is an awesome small world small thing. World. Pretty awesome. Very cool. So we had a, we had a good connection, even if we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ruben, Tess. This was great. I mean, we looked at both ends of this spectrum today. Brand new houses. We talked about old houses. Clearly, it's important that anybody in a real estate transaction consider a home inspection. It's super important that you find a qualified home inspection expert to come out and do a thorough evaluation of the real estate you're considering. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech1.com.